You found yourself here at Vernon First Baptist Church online, our podcast. Thanks so much for coming on in. My name is Randy. I'm one of the pastors here, and you're going to hear from me and from Pastor Lori McKay on this sermon this week. As it's Thanksgiving up here in Canada, at least if you're listening from somewhere else, Uh, but it's Thanksgiving Sunday, so we're taking a break from our Hebrews series and entering into Thanksgiving and listening to what the Word has to say to us about being grateful, even at a hard time, when it's uh, hard to be grateful. What's the benefit for us? So come on in and listen to something that's a little bit different. And I'll explain that as we start where both of us are going to be participating this time. Cheers. Thank you so much, Pastor Carl. Well, we are going to go to the Word at this point. And we're going to do this a little bit differently. If that's all right, I'm going to invite Lori to come up and we're going to do a, oh, this is running a little hot, friend. We're going to do a homiletical dialogue, you could say, or a, a sermon log. No, that doesn't work as well, does it? Did I go right off now? I'm, I'm coming through. Okay, good. No, with, with the two of us, we're going to share some thoughts together uh, around Thanksgiving and see how that, see how that goes. I think, it's, I think it's going to be good. How about you? I'm looking forward to it because there's just so much good stuff here. Yeah, lots to be thankful for. And thank you once again, Mary, for leading us in worship and worship mm-hmm. team. Oh, well, that's a good thing to do on Thanksgiving Day is sing our grateful praise. And that was a wonderful time of singing um, and lifting our hearts. So thank you so much for that. Well, when it comes to uh, scripture, when it comes to Thanksgiving, you know, some things we can are easy to be thankful for, aren't mm-hmm. they? Like oh, uh, yeah. I noticed this, uh, I got some, some pictures up here for us to take a look at. Um, today I'm thankful that I'm not a turkey. There, that, that little puffin, he's thankful. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and maybe, maybe in COVID times we could say the thing I'm most grateful for right now, let's see, what do we got, next one? Is elastic waistbands. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for maybe sure. All of COVID times, specifically today, mm. perhaps. Uh, this one I think is from Woody Allen. I am thankful for laughter. We're enjoying some laughter, except when milk comes out of my nose. That sometimes can get in the way, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a good one. Even though we can't have all we want, we ought to be thankful we don't get what we deserve. Amen. Yeah, some amen. Yeah, sometimes. And sometimes gratitude might be a little strange for us. We might not feel it. One person said, I feel a very unusual sensation. If it's not indigestion, I think it must be gratitude. Uh, I don't know, maybe you might feel that sometime uh today. But we can be thankful for many things. And I'd love to hear, what are some things that you're thankful for? You can just call them out. Family. Family. Absolutely. This group of believers? Mm. Yeah. Right now. Wonderful. For health. For good health? Yes. Restored relationships? Yeah. Absolutely. 
Mm. A God who heals. Amen. Grandchildren. Oh, yeah. yes. So precious. Great-grandchild. Great-grandchild. Oh. Do we have a competition? Who has the most great-grandchildren? <laughs> Who's the greatest great-grandma? Uh, I don't think there's any competition there. There's no competition there. No. I know um, Grace can't be with us uh, today. And we got, I got a great image from her. I, I just love her drawings. We're going to look at a couple of them today. But she had drawn this one, Thankful Grace Wolf. And uh, she sent this to us. I'm very grateful to spend some time with family this Thanksgiving, where she is, including my father. Thankful for sunshine, autumn breezes, glorious landscapes. Thankful for our church family. And very grateful for your prayers and faithful support. In so many ways, that's from grace. Mm -hmm. I know I was speaking last week on my dad and how he was so incarnational, coming down to the ground with me. And, and my sister sent me this image, uh, which I didn't have before, but mm -hmm. that's me on top of my brother, playing horsey on top of my dad. And I'm so thankful for him and the heritage. Yeah. How many of you have done that with your parents? I know <laughs> I did, for sure. I and I love those jammies. They had the feet. I don't know. Do you come around again to where you get jammies like that with the feet? Boy, I yeah, want to get a pair of those. The onesies. Yeah. Onesies. Yeah. Exactly. Pretty popular nowadays. Well, some things are thank easy to be thankful for. All these things. Turkey dinners. I didn't hear that, but turkey mm. or ham? What do we got? Who's into turkey? Who's into ham? My wife, oh good, my wife put her hand up. I was, no, but we're having turkey, but yeah, both are great. Both are great. Uh, but even, even here, it can take a bit of discipline sometimes to mm. stop. And it's good to have a day where we stop and we remember to be grateful. Oh, yes, for, for sure. Because sometimes it's, we just forget, yeah. right? We just forget. Scripture points out how important it is to be thankful. First Chronicles 16.34. We'll give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. That's way back, way back in Scripture. And then you see the psalmists taking that, and they, do, they go off on that. And here's one of Grace's images, Psalm 136, 26. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his loving kindness endures forever. That's God's graciousness, mercy, compassion endures forever. And then we pick it up in the New Testament. We see it in the New Testament as well. Paul writes in Philippians 4, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the promise that comes from that is, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Well, we've unpacked that passage in the past. But it points to the reality that it's not just in the good times that we're to be thankful. Is it, Lord? No. no. The hard times. The hard times that we, well, I'm looking out here and probably we have all gone through at some time or other. And uh, I just want to read something here. Our executive minister, Rob Ogilvy, for our denomination, he had to write a, 
a Thanksgiving article for the Connections newsletter that, that comes out from them. And he really struggled with that. And when you think about the, you know, what it's been like the last couple of years, wow, can we be thankful for all of that stuff, like, like fires and, and COVID and, and uh, hurricanes, Haiti, Afghanistan, as he puts it, so many other places where the pain never seems to subside. And especially personally for him, the grief and the death of the only one who personally and profoundly knew me since the moment I was born, my mother. So he lost his mother this year. So he sits down to write this Thanksgiving article and he, and he struggles. But he was reminded of the laments of King Solomon and how even in all his pain he wrote from Lamentations 3, 22 to 23, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And these words, he says, prompt him to refocus, not to ignore or forget what's going on, but to remind him to keep it in perspective. Because as people of faith, we don't go it alone. I'm incredibly thankful for Jesus as Lord and Savior, my wife and kids and grandkids, my health, my home, my work, my colleagues, my friends, fresh air to breathe, never having to miss a meal unless I choose to, <laughs> vacations that we can still have in our own country, scientists who developed vaccines, and healthcare professionals who administer to them and care for us under difficult circumstances. And most important of all, chocolate chip cookies and ice cream. <laughs> so, is it hard to be thankful, to have gratitude during hard times? When we think of the hard times that we, that we have all gone through, you know, I mean, probably just about everyone here has lost a loved one who was very close. And to, can you be thankful for that? Can you be thankful for going through that, for the grief and the sorrow and, and all the, everything that follows that? You know, when we think about our loved ones, it's probably time to it's a way to refocus and look back and say, wow, yes, that, that person is, is gone and has left such a hole in my heart. But you know, I'm going to focus on those years that she was here and with us and all of the love that we shared together. That I'm incredibly thankful for. You know, we, 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 we could say, well, if you knew this was going to happen at some time, that you were going to lose your daughter, would you still want her to be born? Did you still want to have her as your daughter? Mm. And it's a re resounding yes, because of such a blessing that she was to us. But there's others, you know. I mean... Gary and Yvonne have shared the, the, the ongoing journey of Gary's brother, Alan. How many of, many of us have 
been able to kind of journey with someone like that and, and just, um, you know, know what, know what it is. You know, we hear about COVID and people dying from COVID, but to actually journey with someone through that, it's an opportunity for us to count our blessings. Mm. And you know what it does for us? When we look around and see our loved ones, our friends, my goodness, I don't know about you, but I just care for them so much more because life is so short. First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Eva Gould, well, you know, she writes a lot of poems. And she wrote one called The Patchwork Quilt, which is certainly appropriate for today. And I'm going to read it to you. Life is like a patchwork quilt with dull, dark, and bright squares. And it is in the combination of all we realize that people care there are colorful squares, all shiny, new, and bright, when the world seems full of love, because things are going right. There are dull squares to emphasize life every day when things are so humdrum, there seems to be nothing to say. There are also the dark squares when lessons seem hard to learn, or there is trouble or sadness, so the loved ones we yearn. No patchwork quilting, would be appealing without some of the dark and dull and bright. Without a variety of experiences, no life would seem quite right. For it is in our deepest sadnesses that we learn about real joy. And in times of trouble, we learn the many blessings we enjoy. It is in the humdrum of every day we learn to appreciate special times. And through it all, I can be glad I have a savior like mine in a life bound up with Bible teaching and daily Christian living. I see my companion, comforter, and counselor who died to set me free. Our creator in love shapes our lives in patterns envious to behold as we turn over all of life's squares for him to shape and mold. Man, that's a beautiful poem. Yeah, so we are to be grateful in the midst of hard times. Uh, Lori showed me a fun little comic this last week. Do we have that up there? Back just a little bit, babe. A couple slides. Do we have it in there? There it there is. There we go. Oh. I would be able to be give a lot more thanks if I didn't have to finish off these lima beans. It didn't come up up here. Can we get that oh, up, here? up here? Okay. Clear? No? Uh. Anyways, you can look back there and you can see it. Oh, put oh, put oh. it back up again there, yeah. So, yeah, so they're sitting at the Thanksgiving table having dinner. And the boy Little says, kid. I would love, I would be able to give a lot more thanks if I didn't have to finish off these lima beans. Uh. So, so, yeah, some things are harder than others, obviously. And perspective is everything. Um, 
Roy, can I share your, your email that you sent to us? Yeah, I thought so. So Roy had sent in two after we emailed out for what you're thankful for. And, and he said, Vera and I are very thankful for our good health despite the increased prevalence of COVID cases in the Vernon area. And we are very thankful for the care and understanding of Dr. Hardy and the staff at the Vernon Cancer Center as we are both undergoing treatment for cancer. We are especially thankful for the prayers and concerns from everyone that is part of the First Baptist Vernon family. In conclusion, Thanksgiving 2021 is extra special. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Thankful in the midst of the hard times. And sometimes that isn't easy. But scripture goes even further. Scripture goes even further to say that we are to have gratitude for the hard times. All right, here's a little, here's a little push. A little, a little push for us this Thanksgiving. Has anyone here ever listened to Adventures in Odyssey? You listen to those with your kids? Yeah, we love it. One of ours, in particular, one of our favorites is titled, Count It All Joy. So I looked it up to try to remember, and they said, it's the episode where Erica Clark, who I don't remember at all, tries to find joy in every situation, but nearly has an emotional breakdown in the process. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Yeah, sounds familiar to me. But James 1-2, that's where it comes from. Count it all joy, my brothers, my sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete. There's that word teleos, lacking in nothing. And maybe you saw in Grace's image that we put up earlier, how she has the word gratitude across it. And then it says, give thanks in all things. And she has that, all things. Well, when you have, when you have something like, this last week was mental, mental health awareness week. And today is mental health day where we have this awareness that, boy, there's some big struggles that we go through. And we are a community, a church, that is learning not to hide all of our struggles, but to be honest, whatever they may be, whether it's mental health issues, and that's been huge this past year, addictions, temptations, and learning to accept others in the midst of that. We are learning. But how are we... How are we to be thankful for such hard, such hard things? Well, I know um, in that same, we, we got this, our connections for the CBWC, our denominational, just sent this week, and we saw a couple of these articles that we thought, well, this is just where we're at, isn't it? Daniel Whitehead, who I met in person at Banff a couple years ago at our denominational pastor spouse conference because our denomination was saying, we need to really look at this. He is the CEO of Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries and we've done their course here. He had written on here too and he just says, how, how are we to 
to move towards a place of gratitude in our lives, well, I think one of the first things we can do is to allow ourselves to feel the full weight of the challenges we are facing, to let that be a difficult reality and resist the urge to speed through the processing of the pain and the struggle. And he points to the Psalms, the lament Psalms in particular, where they'll start with a brutal honesty. But often, a shift eventually comes to see how God is somehow mysteriously present in the midst of that pain. And then moves the psalmist to worship. But they often don't rush it. And so, his challenge to us is, may we pursue gratitude without racing past our very real mental health challenges, trauma, and struggles. May we instead pause to process our well-being or lack thereof with brutal honesty in the hope that we may do so, we may discover God afresh, his presence with us in all circumstances. So this would take practice. I think is one of the first things I'd like to say with this, if we are to enter into this. Gratitude is a discipline, something that we have to practice that comes out of an awareness of our humility. And this is something that I struggle with, you know, pride. I don't know about you, Lori, but I tell you, you could ask my wife. She knows I struggle with this. You could ask my wife, too. <laughs> right? Uh, humbling, humbling ourselves. But Jesus wants us to be mature, to become more fully human, as we talked about recently. To be who we were created to be, full of joy and peace. Learning to be grateful for the hard things in our lives is part of that. That maturity, that completeness, to become more who we were created to be. Now, do you remember Jesus and the lepers? How many remember Jesus and the lepers? That's... Let's have this as our scripture reading for today. Lori, can you read through this for us? Certainly can. Luke 17, 11 to 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, social distancing, and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give thanks or give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise up and go. Your faith has made you well. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Incredible story. Not a, not a parable. Something that actually happened to Jesus. The disciples saw this. And this, this word at the end, made you well, is fascinating. It's a word you might have heard before. The Greek is sozo, that we use for saved. Saved. He has made you whole, is another word, or healed you, your translation might say, or it might even say saved you. That your faith has saved you. 
The other nine were cleansed, and the other words that we see for cleansed and healed were catharizo, where we get, you know, cathartic from. But in coming to Jesus, the one who came back, who is grateful, who came back to Jesus, this one is pronounced sozo, pronounced saved. So it takes practice. He comes back. The others don't, but the one comes back. I think it also takes a community. Once we realize that we're coming to the end of a rope at times, the, the hardness, we realize our true need and our limitations. And we can recognize what others have done in our lives. The German theologian Diedrich Bonhoeffer said this, In ordinary life, we hardly realize that we receive a great deal more than we give, and that it is only with gratitude that life becomes rich. He goes on to say, it is so easy to overestimate the importance of our own achievements compared with what we owe to the help of others. So it's in community that we can learn to be grateful as we recognize what others have done for us and our great need for God and for them. So a little challenge for you. Can you think of three people. Just think of three people that have helped you out in the last weeks or months. And have you thanked them to the point where they have helped you? And could you commit? Could you commit to thanking them this week? To figure out a way. Maybe it's a letter, an email, a phone call, or taking them out for coffee or a walk and just saying, you know, I really want to thank you for what you've done in my life. And lastly, I, I think it's good for us. Scripture has always shown us, encouraging us, bless the Lord, praise the Lord, be thankful. We've, we've looked at all these verses. But science has also shown us how good it is for us. Did you know this? Yay for science. Yeah. <laughs> Gratitude actually changes our brain structure. So let, hear this. First, the medial prefrontal cortex. You all know where yours is, right? Of course. It's the part of the brain that's, that gets activated, the, the part that's responsible for the feelings of reward, social connections, and the, the ability to recognize positive things and experiences. And when we are grateful, grateful, they put the wires on and that part lights up. It gets activated when we're grateful. So thankfulness... Secondly, thankfulness actually starts to create new neural pathways in these zones. So instead of being negative, those neural pathways for us to be positive and continue that process of being grateful and thankful, that builds up and builds up. The more we practice the discipline of gratitude, the more that pathway it's lights like a, up. It's like a jump start for your brain. Absolutely. The stronger our ability to revisit positive experiences and the emotional benefits over time so that's an encouragement even in the midst of hard times even for some hard times as they shape us to become more like jesus to be thankful for them theologian and pastor richard uh Krager asks asks us these questions about the discipline of gratitude are you a christian who is overflowing with praise or overflowing with criticism do you have a sense of God's 
presence or a list of agendas? Do you have a stilled soul or a raging cry? Do you come to Christ when you feel things are great or only when you are facing a crisis? How you answer these questions may indicate if you are practicing a discipline of thankfulness or a life of stress and fear. I, I don't want to say that you're not allowed to experience those emotions. That's a reality. Uh, times of mental unhealth and spiritual unhealth, that's just a reality for us. But it's what we do in the midst of that. Are we saying, Lord, help me with this. Help me to be grateful for all that you've given. Or do we sit in that hard space? We've been reminded this day to be thankful. And we, might, we may have to remind ourselves each day. Like Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. The psalmist is writing this out, saying, Be thankful, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not all God's benefits to us. Father, we are so thankful for all that you give us. Well, for almost all. When we're honest, sometimes we're not so thankful for some aspects of our life. And yet, Lord, you can use those to shape us, to become more like you, to challenge us and push us, to be able to come alongside others in their pain, to bring out your empathy and compassion. So, Lord, I ask that you would continue to shape us and that we could learn to be truly thankful for all that you bring. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. I invite you to stand as we close with a blessing and benediction. Thank you so much for, for singing with us, for offering your thanksgivings for entering into the word with us as a challenge, the challenge that the word has for us. I invite you to open your hands as we give this final blessing for you. As you go from this service, may you know that all that comes into your life can be used for good. That Jesus can redeem all things and that you can be grateful in all things, that Jesus is making you more like him through them. Go in the name of our Father who loves us so much, our Son, who models for us how to live, and the Spirit who empowers us in that abundant life. Amen. Go in peace.